Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Kevin Kaufman, your host of the Kevin and Fred Next Level Podcast, the podcast where we bring you weekly business tips and tricks, as well as in-depth interviews with leading minds in real estate and entrepreneurship to help you take your business to the next level. NLA Live 2020 is coming up soon. Our third annual conference is being held this year at the Talking Stick Resort in Scottsdale, Arizona, April 23rd, 24th, and 25th. We've got a great lineup of speakers, possibly better than any year in the past. And we also have some incredible deals on tickets and hotels. Uh, You can reserve a hotel room for as little as $149 a night by visiting nextlevelagents.com and clicking on the event page. We look forward to seeing you there all right next level podcast listeners how are you doing uh this is kevin and i am back and today i am joined uh with uh with cash wayne campbell out of new york how's it going cash wayne it's going great man going great i'm very happy to be here on the uh next level podcast thanks brother hey man i gotta say you're the first you are the first guest with a hyphenated first name so is it should be kw do you go by cash wayne you will go cash to wayne like what's the best what's the best way the funny thing is people break it down and people break it up, whichever one you feel comfortable with. Some people call me Cash, some people call me Wayne, either or, you know, awesome. or some people just call the full, just say the full name. It's up to you, whichever awesome. one you feel more comfortable with. All right, man. I love it. Well, anyways, obviously that's not the topic of today's podcast, but <laughs> the reason I, I wanted to have you on here today for our listeners is one of the things I really enjoy about this podcast. And the reason I do it is because there's, it gives me the opportunity to learn from people and share those, uh, share those experiences with the rest of the real estate community. And um, you and I got to talking on the phone one day not too long ago where uh, we're talking about like the, the ability to take your real estate agent business, if you will, or your job really as a realtor and yes. turn it into a business and how many of us don't really kind of take that up. And you were pretty passionate about that. And so I want to make sure we dive into that a little bit today. But before we do that, why don't you start, give us a little bit of your background, like how long you've been in real estate? What what you do before real estate? And the cra- the question I always got to ask is like, what the heck made you decide to get in real estate? Are you just crazy? <laughs> well, um, you know, just a little background of me. Um, you know, I I've I've been an entrepreneur for over fifteen years. Um, you know, I started very young. Um, I, I started out as a uh, club promoter. That's what I did. I started out doing team jams. Then that involved it. That evolved into doing, um, you know, as I got older, obviously adult, uh, events, um, adult events, meaning adult parties. I hear you, <laughs> you know, and, um, you know, I did, uh, events, uh, for a very long time, you know, got really big here in the New York scene. And, um, you know, I, I a good friend of mine, who I've known over 10 years now, uh, Mr. Reese Kenshin, um, who was, he was already in real estate and I've really watched his success from going from, you know, where he lost all his money to then coming to building back up, you know, his, uh, his wealth. And, you know, he always said to me, man, you should, um, I know that you promote parties and things like that. You know, you have to worry if it rains, if people are going to show up, things like that. Getting involved in real estate is less stressful. And I kept turning him down. I'm like, ah, I don't see myself. It's too, it's too corporate for me. <laughs> you know? I'd rather stick, stick with this over here. I'm making money and this is what I want to do. And one day he called me and said, man, you know what? You have no excuse now. It's uh, the real estate courses are, are like $150 on Groupon. Um, you just go sign up. Just go take the class. 
So I listened to them um, after blowing them off for so long. I went, took the class, and um, I loved it. It's funny. I, I love the information. It's just so much um, that I didn't know about real estate, and that just really just kind of pulled me in all of the different things that I've learned about in real estate investment, things of that nature, just taking that course. And I, from there, I just kind of fell in love with it. That's awesome. You know, you talk about learning all that stuff about real estate, which I know is true because I was listening to you uh, – uh, tell a story about um, learning about encroachments. And I think it was like a blueberry bush or a tree, blueberry tree. Yes, uh, yes. When yes, you're growing up, right? You had, you had a neighbor with an encroachment on your property and you guys didn't know that you could have done something about it. Uh, and then um, from that standpoint, so I think that's kind of cool how you took that. Like you really did take it and like learn this information and go, okay, I can do something with this. So how long ago, like how long ago was that? When did you get into real estate? That was seven years ago um, to the, you know, till this day, about seven years ago, I, I decided to um, take my friend up on that offer. Awesome. You know, and, and within seven years, it has been so much growth because I feel like, um, like I was funny, I was watching The Secret the other night. Um, you, you ever watched that, The Secret? Yeah, I, I remember um, when it first came out, yep. Yeah, so I was actually was watching, it's one of those things you gotta keep watching, right? So I was watching it the other night and I just, I was thinking to myself, you know, what made me as a new agent really push to get to that next level? I feel like, you know, I was just in a position where I needed to be successful. So I just really just pulled it to me, you know, and I worked really, really hard and I loved what I was doing. You know, I really pulled it, I feel, to me, if everyone understands what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, I was actually in an interview I was doing a few months ago. Um, I couldn't get this quote, but now I've got it. It's necessity is, is the mother of invention, right? Like when you wow. have to do something, that's when you, that's when you really, you really get after it. And uh, I love, I love, we get the opportunity, especially as entrepreneurs, but as people for sure, um, find out who we really are, what we're really made of when our backs against the wall. Right. Um, you know, I had a mentor used to say, he used to say like, what's in an orange when you squeeze it, what comes out? orange juice like it's not a, it's not your orange juice well, why because that's what's inside when, so when you squeeze something what's inside comes out right and that's when and that's when you go and, and in your case you went and uh you went and made something really really cool happen in real estate so tell us about that career so tell me about like you don't have to give me every detail and every highlight and low light but so what was the first year like second year like and you're you know obviously the listeners don't know this yet but you're you run a brokerage now right you're in management You've also yes. got a team and a business. So I want to kind of talk about the path to that. And then of course, um, talk about, you know, how others can do the same. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, getting into the business obviously was, um, you know, it's, it's a scary thing. Um, number one, uh, I had a newborn baby just left my job. I had to, it was really, I had, I had to be successful. And I feel like those things, as you were saying, when my back was against the wall, you know, it really pushed me to be successful. Um, what I did was uh, I would come into the office. Um, I would be at the office at about uh, 9, 9, 9 a.m. And I would stay till uh, 9 p.m., usually making calls. Some of the agents see me now, you know, back then, they'll, and from back then, they'll laugh. They'll say, well, this guy used to pound the phones, you know, because um, I understood one thing. Um, it's a law, what they call, I believe it's a law of averages. You know, the, the more calls you make, the higher the probability of you getting someone. I understood that, um, you know, Reese, who is the owner of the brokerage, I just copied what he did. And he came in early, he left late. 
And uh, I just, just hit the phones, made as many calls as possible. If it took him 10 calls to get two, and it takes me 100 calls to get one, I need to make 100 calls. And that's what I had in my head to try to speak to as many people as possible. Another thing I did that worked for me a lot is social media. If you guys ever see me on social media, I do a lot of social media advertisement where um, I remember I posted in the Facebook groups, right? Because at this time I was broke. I had no deals, nothing. It's my first maybe month or two. And I just posted in the Facebook group. I think I went on Fiverr and I got this crappy $5 flyer made with my picture. <laughs> and um, if you're thinking of buying, selling, I paid $5 for it. I posted in the group. And this young lady who I actually knew from high school, she inherited a property and uh, she wanted to get it rented. And I remember it was in the middle of the winter, middle of winter. I went there, got the listing document signed and the pipes were broken. Like I'm telling you, this was literally hell. Pipes were broken. Um, I was showing this with no heat. You know, this was the only lead that I got. Only lead. And, um, you know, I just kept staying consistent. I pushed um, and I eventually got that rented. I made about 3000 bucks. I was able to pay my business card, my MLS dues, et cetera. And another thing I did was I reached out to loan officers in my area because I had no money for budget. So I had no budget. So I reached out to professionals. I sat down with, you know, a few loan officers, um, Andre, a gentleman from the Chase Bank here locally, I sat down with him and, um, you know, I told him, hey, listen, I'm, you know, I'm ready to work. Have, the guy that he was working with before, uh, he gave him leads and nothing was going on. I sat down with him. He gave me two leads that day. He gave me a buyer and he gave me a seller. Melissa, Melissa, a buyer, and a gentleman who wanted to sell by the name of Ernesto. And I still remember this. Right. I remember it like it was yesterday. These are the steps. So I, I, I um, you know, started to build a relationship with Andre. I put those two people in contract. Um, and uh, to make a long story short, that particular relationship yielded me about $30,000. And within that first year, after Andre giving me leads and so forth, I was able to generate about 30, 30 grand my first year, 30 to 40 grand. And by the second year, um, I started, I realized if I'm responsible for 100% of my income, if I break my leg, that's a problem because I'm not able to show homes, no? So I decided to start to recruit, start to build a team. And um, immediately that second year, I had about three agents and I started to train them the little bit that I knew. I started to give them that information. And, um, you know, I just continued doing the same thing I was doing, making the calls, reaching out to professionals, and I just duplicated that with the three people that I got. And, you know, by the third year, started making some money. <laughs> That's awesome, <laughs> man. Long story short. <laughs> you, so you went out and you started team building, building your team in the second year. Not a lot of people do that. Um, so I appreciate that. And, and now you're also like leading, help leading a brokerage too. So you've got your team, you've, you know, and, and your sales, and then you've got a brokerage and recruiting people to a brokerage and, and managing that as well too. Right. So, I mean, how do you, how do you do all that? I mean, here we are seven years later, obviously you've sold a lot of houses, you've met with a lot of agents and learned a lot of things, but how, how do you juggle having a team, a sales team and having brokerage responsibilities as well? And let's not forget family too. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. a given. Like you only have so many hours you can work, right? So like yeah. you got to be at home with the family. There's no doubt. Absolutely. And, um, you know, as you said before, uh, you know, before we started this strict schedule, I feel, you know, I, I operate, you know, my calendar is pretty much my Bible. I, I'm operating off of a very strict schedule because what I started to realize what, when I, when I had no, when I was doing the entertainment, when I was in the entertainment world as a party promoter, I could sleep until whatever hour. No one cared, right? Because I was just on my own time the more successful you get. I try to sleep just until 10 o'clock. My phone is going off. I can't, I can't sleep. Someone needs me. You know, so I, I realized, listen, man, you know, either you're going to be successful and you're going to, or you're going to keep yourself organized or you're going to be forced to. So I had, if I come in at 12 o'clock on any day, I'm being, my day is all over the place. So I have to be very structured. So I have, an appointment time when I meet with people. Um, and then I also have times where I call, do my prospecting, call times where I follow up on deals, things of that nature. So I have a very strict calendar. Awesome. So in, in your calendar, and if, you know, regardless of what the answer is, do you have, because you've got these responsibilities for, you know, I'm talking work responsibilities here, like with your, um, with your team and your kind of your sales versus like the brokerage, right? Or the branch of the brokerage that you're running, do you break that out? Because obviously you're meeting, you're you're recruiting people, uh, but you're also recruiting agents to your team too, and worrying about the sales of your team. Like, is that broken out, or is it just like, hey, I've got six hours today, or you know, maybe I've got five five appointment slots, and it's going to be this, this, and this, and I got two hours for phone calls, and I'm going to just try to fill it both. What what does that look like? Yeah, it's more of um, it's more of everything together. Um, okay, and we may have uh, I break I break it down into groups where uh, I have separate meetings with, with uh, separate groups of agents. We do it in, in, in that way with the showing agents. We have a group meeting at a certain time. Another uh, group of the agents, we have a certain meeting at another time. So my leaders, they'll have a certain meeting, uh, et cetera. Gotcha, okay. It's more effective. And also 9 a.m. every day, we have a, um, a coaching call. So that's, that coaching call is usually from 9.30 to 10 a.m where I'm on that call and we were basically doing training every day on that particular call, except for Wednesday and weekends, but pretty much every day at 9am, a zoom call like this, the agents can jump onto zoom. And then uh, we're basically doing some coaching on the call. I answer because, you know, at this point we have, I have pretty much about uh, over a hundred people on the team. So it's very hard, you know, with independent contractors for me to sit down with everyone at a particular time. So with that 9 a.m. coaching call, what it allows us to do is to now provide social proof where someone's got an accepted offer and they had a closing, we're able to bring that up on the call so someone who may not be having success, they can now hear you know, other people having success in the company. We also have um, time on that call where we take questions where uh, we are addressing all of those questions uh, all together where other people may have the same questions and we're just, it's just a lot of training that, uh, we're doing on that call, but with every, as a group. Gotcha. Okay. So training every single day. Um, and so that obviously that's a big piece and I, I agree having to run, you know, the responsibilities of multiple things, teams, teams in a branch and in a brokerage. And, uh, I know you're doing a lot on social media as well to train other agents and get content out there. 
Um, you'd be very purposeful about your time and I, but I love that. I love that you're taking time to, to slow down every single day and teach, right. Teach and train and coach. Um, yes. so that, so that way you can develop the other people around you. Yes, yes, yes. That's very important because I remember, um, you know, meeting, I meet agents all the time. Um, uh, and a lot of agents tell me, Hey, listen, they just put me, they just recruited me. They put me in front of a computer and they said, close deals. <laughs> you know what I mean? One of, you know, so it's good when agents can follow someone like me and yourself, um, you know, uh, with the podcast and things that you guys are putting out there where they can jump on and hear information like this and it may resonate with someone and they now start closing a lot of deals. Because it's hard, man, to just in this business where you go into a brokerage and I've been in sales pretty much my whole life. You know, I, I was, when I was in high school, I sold cars. And I remember that experience. I came in and everyone seen me as competition. You know, it was, it was hard to, to survive. So I just try to just, you know, and I see that you, you do that yourself, Kevin, is just trying to pour into other individuals, you know? We interrupt this podcast to remind you that the NLA Live 2020 conference is coming up on April 23rd, 24th, and 25th of 2020. It is not too early to register. Visit nextlevelagents.com today and click on the events link for more information and ticketing. Yeah, I mean, I think you, I think you have to, right? Like, there's a, I had a mentor teach me one time, uh, you know, at a certain point, your organization gets so big, the only way you can affect change anyways is to, to teach. Um, but there's, there's also the thing of you teach, so you get better yourself, right? So, so there's the piece of it. We want to, we want to help others, but, um, you know, I get a lot of, and and you probably do too. We get, I get a lot of people saying, you know, thank you for teaching. And quite frankly, most of the reason I do it is for me, it makes me better too. Like I'll, like, I appreciate it, but listen, this isn't like, I'm I'm not mother Teresa. Um, you know, I, although I do love to give back and help other people, um, I also get better every time I do it. And, and you've obviously figured out that principle too about when it comes to teaching. So that's really cool. Uh, so, you know, one of the things that we talked about, you know, and you said it in year two, like you realize, hey, if, if you broke your leg, like you're not making money that day. Um, and so you realize like, I got to have other people, I got to have a team if I'm actually going to make money and turn this into a business. Um, and when we were on the phone, you specifically said, you know, there's not enough people doing that. And so I, I kind of wanted to let you talk about like, why do you think that is? And how do we, how do we change that? How do we make it so, so more, more folks in our industry aren't reliant upon what they got to get up and do every single day? Yeah, I think it's, it's more or less, um, you know, it, it's, it could be also mentality because I speak with some, I speak with some agents and uh, even when I go to like the uh, continuing ed and um, I'm around other brokers and they're like, Hey, you know, you're, you're, you're a good guy for um, bringing on other agents. It's we, I, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm done with that. I bring on other agents. <laughs> you know, people have that in, in their in their mindset that they don't want to help others. But I feel like, um, you know, it, it, it's better to do that where, you know, it's not only for your own success, but other people. And you never know, you know, you may need help one day and, you know, you helped all of these people. And, you know, the next thing you know, you know, you need the help, you know, and that person who you helped 10 years ago happens to be the person sitting in the other seat. Yeah, that's, I mean, that, that is so true. And, um, you know, again, it's one of those things, it's funny how this works in life, right? But the more we, it tends to be the more we give and do something for someone else, the more we end up getting from it too. Um, so it's, you know, it's funny how that works. 
So what, what are your tips for somebody? Maybe give me your top two or three tips who's an agent and they're, they're thinking about maybe growing a team or, or um, they could see themselves going down that path eventually. Like what are the things that they need to be thinking about in order to get to the point where they're, they are running a business uh, and it's not just all on them and, and they're able to contribute to other people and in turn other people can end up contributing to them. Yeah, I mean, the, the main thing, you know, I, I would say to that person who's thinking of doing that is make sure you learn the information first, right? Meaning you can't, if, if uh, it's now it becomes, if you don't know the information, it becomes the blind leading the blind. <laughs> I see it happen all the time where, you know, the leader is asking me, hey, how do you fill out uh, listing documents? You know, it, it's one thing I did do in the beginning is I went to a lot of the MLS continuing education courses. You know, my brokerage was very small at the time and I seeked the information I went to. So when I started going to the MLS courses and a teacher was saying, I see you here all the time. Is your license expiring? (laughs) I'm like, no, I just got started, but I just want to learn as much as I can. So to that future leader out there, I would say, learn as much as you can about, you know, the MLS, the documents, things of that nature. So when you do bring someone on, you're able to help them the right way. Because I see leaders all the time, they recruit all these people, they don't know the information and they're frustrated because the team is not producing. (laughs) You know, so you're trying to skip steps. Become great as a real estate agent first. And as you become a great real estate agent, then bring on other people. You know, sometimes people feel like it's just so great. I want to, I'm now with the rainmaker, you know, but the rainmaker who knows nothing, you know, so you really want to learn that first, become a top producer yourself. And I feel at that point, as you get too busy, then you start to bring other individuals on. Yeah. That's key piece. To yeah. It. You nailed that. There, there's no doubt. I, I couldn't, couldn't agree with that more. Yeah. Because what starts to happen now, if the, the rainmaker is not producing now, um, they're, they're frustrated because now you're helping other people. You may not have enough money in the bank and now you're, you're frustrated, right? So the main yeah. thing is you want to build yourself up first, then start to build the team. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. So, <laughs> so I've seen that. Okay. So, okay. That's, so that's the first thing. What's, what's your next one or two tips? Um, my next tip uh, is really, um, my next tip, so my, that was my first tip, right? So my next tip is really, um, you know, as you bring people on, don't just leave them hanging. You know, you, <laughs> you, know um, you really have to focus on training them and it's really just duplicating yourself uh, all over again. Like I said from the beginning, you're really just giving the agent uh, the information that you know you want to create another year. If you're closing 20 deals right now, train the agents and help them enough so they can actually start closing 20 deals as well. That's really what you want to do. Gotcha. Another thing, my third, don't build leaders to keep them at the same level. Okay. And that's, that's where I see a lot of leaders go wrong. They're building uh, people. They're build. They're trying to build up, their team, but there's really no growth in your team. You're, 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 you're keeping your leaders stacked. Yeah. Very important. 
Yeah, you got to be a vehicle for them, right? You've, you've got to be able to have, if you're going to go lead leaders, you've got to have a vision and a vehicle that's big enough for them to go out and do what they are capable of doing and what they want to do too, not just what you want them to do or what they, how they could serve you in your business as it looks today. Absolutely, absolutely. Because remember, they're not, you know, individuals on your team are not employees. They're independent contractors. Yep. Independent contractors, you know, independent contractors are looking for growth and ways to, that they can make more money. Maybe they start out in a certain uh, position and then they start to grow gradually to the next level. Because remember, you're, all you're doing here is duplicating yourself. Yeah, that's, that's, a that's a really good point. Yeah, so, you know, to now, you know, at this point, a lot of my leaders now are starting their own teams. Um, two of them have gone on to open, you know, sister offices, um, uh, Elvis, Autumn. Uh, they've gone on to manage, um, you know, other two, two other fake realty brokerages who they came directly from my training. So it's really just built, you know, taking those leaders and uh, really showing them where they can grow. And that's how you really start to really build a huge team, you know? Awesome, man. I love that. So let me, uh, let, let's do this real quick. Where can people, so you, you put out a lot of good stuff on content online. Um, where, where should folks look for you, uh, you know, online is it like YouTube or Instagram. What's the best place for people to catch up with what you're doing? Yeah, you can check me out on um, Instagram at I am cash Wayne. So that's I A M. Uh, yeah. I A M cash Wayne K S H W A Y N E. You can also find me on YouTube. Cash Wayne Campbell on there, and also Facebook, uh, Cash Wayne Campbell team directly on there. Awesome, and we can link, link to those here in the notes as well. And um, any any parting shots, anything else you want to share with the listeners today, Cash Wayne? That's whether it's real estate related or not, or just something you got you want to you feel like you absolutely got to share. Um, anything else that I absolutely have to share? I mean. The main main thing here, guys, is um, hitting. I, I would say, for the, the the new agent or experienced agents who are listening, is really um, make sure you're not running a roller coaster business. Roller coaster business meaning uh, you're not driving new business into the pipeline uh, as you have things in contract. Focus on hitting the phones and try to put more things in the pipeline because uh, often I see a lot of agents not filling the pipeline as they have things in contract. They have six things in contract, all those six close, now that's it. So just try to, oh yeah, just level out. So try to always fill the pipeline. That's something that we don't hear a lot. It's probably just like a random thing here, but I, I definitely, definitely um, want you guys to really focus on that. It's really keeping that pipeline full. That's how we make money at the end of the day. Awesome. Well, hey, Cash Wayne, I really appreciate you taking some time out of your busy schedule to uh, join us today on this podcast, and uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate you, and I look forward to catching up with you again soon, my man. Definitely. Thank you for having me on the podcast. All right. We'll talk soon. Next Level listeners, have a great day, and uh, we'll see you soon. Hey, everyone. This is Fred Weaver. I want to remind you that our NLA Live 2020 conference is coming up on April 23rd, 24th, and 25th. You can visit nextlevelagents.com and click on the events page for more information. And we are honored and excited to announce that Mr. Justin Nelson is our very first announced speaker at NLA Live 2020. He'll be holding some events around the country to promote his social media trainings as well as promote NLA Live 2020. 
Make sure you check out the events page, and we hope to see you there. That's it for today's show. Do me a favor if you enjoy this. Go over to iTunes or wherever you're listening at. Leave us a review. Share this episode with your friends. And for more great content, check us out in our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash next level agents. That's facebook.com forward slash groups next level agents. See you soon.